Welcome to episode three of Dave Dies at the End podcast. Wow. There's a little bit of a break there between the last episode and this episode. Jeez. But, yeah, well, yes, welcome back, everybody. <laughs> the people want more. They, they, they love it. Do. So we've, uh, we've been drafted back in again, much like um, the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> so, All-star uh, Magic Jordan. What a segue. <laughs> um, how have you been? Yeah, brilliant, actually. Um, just been enjoying catching up on some TV and films. Been watching WandaVision. And uh, actually, I finally actually got to watch One Division recently, which was fantastic, by the way. Um, Have you seen all? All is it ten episodes? Uh, I think it was nine, actually. It was, nine it was an odd amount of episodes, but yeah, I watched all all of them. Yeah, in back one, to back in one day. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, um, I I absolutely loved the show. I, I was hooked from maybe episode two onward. I did feel a bit confused at the beginning. I felt it was a little cringy with the first couple of episodes, but I knew it was trying to set up for something. So it made sense what they were doing and I wouldn't have had it any other way. And I, I loved all the kind of little like hints of something wrong. And you know, the, the fact that once you got to episode three, I was hooked then. I was on, when I was watching episode three, I was like, oh my God, what's going on? You know, I yeah, was, I was there really was, um, there. There was, there was clues all the way through like the first couple of episodes that something wasn't quite right and that you weren't just watching some weird alternate reality TV show. Yeah, exactly. Um, I actually think it's, it's so well written. I, I really like the, uh, spoiler alert. Oh. <laughs> uh, the, the Agatha r reveal episode. Oh yeah, I did that. Uh, I, I was like, <laughs> I liked that. Um, it was it was so so good. Uh, I, I just try to think of the tune, which was a part of it. Is like it was Agatha. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and she sort of like winks at the camera yeah. during some of the key scenes. Uh, that actress was amazing. Yeah, she was yeah. absolutely top notch. I think she was probably one of my favourite characters in the whole the whole thing I mean I, mean, I kind of wish we'd got more more of her you know um and it's a shame that I mean spoilers more spoilers but I don't think she will be coming back well it's funny because um I was watching a couple of YouTube videos on like the actual show sort of reviews and like what people thought of it and a lot of people were saying that um Agatha like it, actually in the comics she's more of a mentor towards uh Wanda oh yeah so the character they sort of played her as in the show was a little bit like malvoyant instead. Yeah. Um, when she's more of a grey character in the comics as opposed mm. to, you know, a, an evil, classic evil. But then they sort of did set it up that Wanda might actually be the one who's wrong. Well, and yes. Agatha was trying to like uh, suppress her powers. Um, also, it's the first time in the Marvel uh, extended universe uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yes. sorry, that um, they've shown a superhero getting their power. She is technically a mutant. She had the oh, powers. Oh, I see. All yeah, yeah, yeah. She. Well, no. I mean, there was trying to. Sh oh, well. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah actually, yeah, no. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Sorry, I just realised what you were saying. Yeah, she wasn't like like genetically enhanced with those powers by the scepter. 
They were saying yeah, that exactly. there was something which was in her all along. Even though they were trying to suggest that basically that was something to do with like an uh, like a talent which comes from being a witch, you know. Exactly. Yes. Uh, not a mutant, a witch. Yeah, I, I think there is a is a very important distinction there. Um, yeah. I was wondering if this is setting up for X Men entering the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, talking about like X Men and mutants and bits like that, I loved that whole cameo of the, the alternative Quicksilver. Quicksilver. Exactly. Oh my god. I was oh. so pumped when she she gets the knock on the door and she answers it, and it was that actor. I just and my jaw dropped. I was like, "Oh my yeah. god, is this actually happening?" I thought, "I was like, what the hell is going on?" Yeah, <laughs> it was so it was so good. Like, it's probably just like a Easter egg in terms of the oh, greater. Yeah. Well, it, like, they had to make someone who was believable as Quicksilver, you know, yeah, rather than it being her brother, you know. Um, and but they had to obviously pay, because the whole point of it was that they were trying to paint that there was something severely wrong with everything, which was mm -hmm. going on. That um, yeah, the, the the way they did it was by <laughs> recasting her brother. I love I love the fact that that was the commentary from uh, the the, yeah, the scientist girl. Um, uh, like, the woman, oh, they recasted her brother. So like, yeah. I'm, I'm not usually a fan of that actress, but I actually think she did a, a decent role oh, in the she, show. I, she she was good. I I actually like like her um, yeah, as Thor. an actor, and I I really enjoyed her part in One Division. I thought it was really good. I uh, I mean seriously, I think I think it's been her best role in the MCU uh, since all the time she's featured in like four and the other films yeah uh, i i honestly think the entire cast was was amazing i, I think it's probably down to the writing yeah um, i especially. actually i actually think that the writing for vision himself was brilliant yeah um because it, it was Bettany. yeah because it was vision but not vision and that yeah. that's what makes it genius because when i was watching it from the beginning I was just thinking how weird it is that Vision was acting more like, uh, like a, like almost like a comedian, like going, "Oh, darling, how's things going today?" You know, it's like, "Oh, that seems a bit odd." You know, it's like over dramatizing everything, and it's like that's exactly what it's meant to be because it was like set in the 1960s and 70s, blah blah blah. Um, but at the same time, it was just like this kind of thing, like th that's not kind of vision he's more logical like literally logical yeah there, um, there was a really great like, like there was a really great reveal about hit the way that everyone was acting you know when you sort of hmm. it was that flashback episode and you found that you know all the shows that she watched growing up had sort of influenced everyone in yeah in the in in that town the town yes. yeah um but yeah you're, you're right like he played the part of like the sort of goofball husband, so to speak. Uh, yeah. You know that if you if you've seen the show Bewitched back in the day, um, like they 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 got that perfectly. One something that I really enjoyed actually was all the intros. Um, yeah. You know they it did each of the decades. And there was the yeah, I, I I loved the Malcolm in the Middle reference when I was. It was like, amazing, oh my wasn't God. it? Yeah. 
Um, yeah. And um, there was, I think it was the episode before last where obviously everything, all the sort of shit kicked off. Um, as, as a fan of Modern Family, they sort of did that like type of episode where they were interviewing, uh, they were being interviewed by a cameraman. That's right. And they start questioning like, wait, what's happening? Why am I here? And there's an interesting yeah. part where Vision is getting, he's, he's been interviewed and then he realizes like something's actually happening. And then it cuts to him flying out the van. So yeah, I mean, that, I was thinking to myself, why doesn't he just fly? Yeah, he flew to the end edge of the city. Yet it's like, oh, I'm in a rush and sat in a van, like just waiting for traffic to come. That that was genius within itself because of the fact that you knew that even though they weren't, you know, they were, they were trying to play against the rules of what the, you know, the TV show was meant to be. They were still being influenced by it highly, which was, I say just genius. But you could then tell, like, those one lot of people, and uh, so it was the people were being influenced by Wanda, and then, like, some of the other shenanigans which were going on was being influenced by Agatha. Yeah. And, and, but you didn't know that, but it was like, or, or maybe you did. I can't remember when the reveal was, but basically, um, yeah, I just loved the fact that it was just like you could tell that there was sort of something wrong with the thing which was going wrong. And it was like it's like almost a double like mind bend there. It's just like oh, something's wrong, but it's, he's still being affected even though he knows that something's wrong. It's like what? Crazy. Yeah, crazy no, level of thinking there. It, it was great, like the the realities that were being sort of like uh, oppressed onto them. Um, I the entire the entire show I absolutely loved, but maybe the last episode um, it felt a bit too. You know, there's always that running joke about how superhero films always end up fighting um, on wires against some grey, dirty backdrop. Oh yeah. And I felt like they probably didn't need to do that. There was an amazing sort of narrative going on that they were sort of like battling using wit and outspelling each other. Because obviously yes. she she was uh, Elizabeth Olsen, Wanda. Um, she's completely untrained, so it's all her instinct. Whilst Agnes, you know, she has been doing this for years and years, um, since Salem, apparently. Yeah. And it sort of just ended up with them shooting energy at each other in the sky. Well, I thought I thought it was really cheesy that the fact that there's this there's only one spell that the whole audience like kind of like got introduced to as a witch, you know, and that was the, the whole fact that if you put these runes on a room, it was like then the the witch uh, who put them there is that's their area and you know, and and then you, you, that witch could only cast spells in that domain. And But it was like, you know, uh, Wanda only saw this happen once. Yeah. Once. You know, like, I've never even seen the runes, like, before. I can't even, like, draw one of the runes off the top of my head, like, the picture or the shape or the diagram, let, let alone Wanda being able to just impromptu cast them into onto the barrier she made it was like what i don't I, 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 
Okay. okay. Yeah, there was there was there was a little bit of um, sort of unless you know sort of like the background and lore about it, which I didn't. I had to see this on YouTube. Um, there were some things you just had to accept as that's what. Oh really? That what happens there's, in the world? Yeah. The stuff. Oh, I might have to check that out. Like, so you know the book that she was reading um, from at the end, and what? Oh yeah, yeah, what yeah. Agatha had. Apparently, that's the missing book in Doctor Strange. I. I, I thought something as much because I did realize that she was in the trance a bit like Doctor Strange where she was when it, meditating yeah yeah meditating and checking out alternate di di you know, realities that's right but I mean obviously she's not doing the same thing she's I think she's doing you know, like a bit more of like quick self-learning <laughs> so from what I've read as well she is supposed to be um what they refer to in the comics as a nexus being. Essentially, that is, in all alternate realities, she is the single version of herself. All right. Which is kind of interesting. Um, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Doctor Strange um, sequel, oh, yeah. the multiverse. Um, yeah. I think it'd be quite interesting, that. I, I, I do like, uh, like, Cumber... Is it Cumberbatch? Yes, <laughs> yeah. Benedict Cumber, Cumberbatch. Yeah. I, I, I do like um, his film. I, I, I really enjoyed Doctor Strange when he when he sort of showed up in the Avenger films. Shame he was wasted, but you know. Well, that that's that's an interesting point you make there because I feel like when I when I saw the announcement for all the kind of Eight Disney four. Plus, uh, yeah, Disney Plus TV shows which were coming out. So yeah. you had One Division, you had Falcon and uh, the Winter Soldier. Um, you have Loki, then you, as, as you said, you have the Doctor Strange and Wanda exploring the multiverse or whatever it's called. That's right, yeah. I, I just thought all these characters, like so far what we've seen are people who are pretty much not dead characters, but like just not used characters much uh, in the current fil uh, film phases. Yeah. So the, the most you got to see of like, let's say Wanda was in both... Uh, so in all the Avenger films apart from the first, and that was pretty much all you got to see of, of her. And and obviously on um, yeah, uh, I've forgotten his name. Fucking Captain America and um, <laughs> yeah, Civil War. Boy Scout Captain America, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you saw her about like four times, and that's it. Um, and she wasn't really a bigger part in it um, for, I would say two of them i mean we we, um, we talked about this on one of the uh, our first episode about how she it, it that's what i think is wrong with or it's, it's a bit of a like uh in end game um you know when she meets thanos and she's like you took everything from me and he I don't even know who you are yeah exactly and it's it's almost like yeah as uh, the audience you know we don't really know her that well exactly <laughs> Like we we know she she was with Vision and Vision got killed. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing. Things like with Stephen, uh, sorry, Doctor Strange. Uh, I keep, uh, Stephen I keep Strange. saying like Stephen. Yes, that is, his it is name. Stephen Strange. Yeah. Yes, uh, Doctor Stephen Strange. Yeah. So, but yeah, Doctor Strange. Um, he had his own film, so I guess, he, and he had quite a major part in 
the event, you know, the last two Avenger films. Infinity War, yeah. I mean, he was a key component of that. Uh, definitely in Infinity War, more than Endgame, I guess. Yeah. But Falcon and the Winter Soldier, both of them are like, okay, you guys, yeah, great. One of them is treated like a superhero, but is just literally a military guy with wings. Guy with wings. The other yeah. one, yeah. And the literally, and the other guy is a is a soldier, but is absolutely messed up in the head so I, I i'm looking forward to seeing what how that turns out i've but, um yeah so the the episodes uh is it the first two episodes they're out now i've not actually watched them yet no i've not either yeah. so maybe maybe that's something we can talk about next time <laughs> yeah maybe we can yeah before the next film um yeah i to be honest um, i i haven't been like waiting in anticipation for this no not right really yeah um i don't mind bucky i think he's an interesting character but i yeah. i really can't stand falcon no i i have to say that um i just never was that impressed with the character but i did like the chemistry of captain america and falcon yeah but now captain america's out of the scene it's like eh, I, I i like the actor um mackie i don't know what his first name is um yeah, I know who you talk about. Yeah, yeah, I, I like the actor. It's uh, I don't know what it was. It's exactly as you said. It's 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 a rich military like tech suit. The guy. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't really offer much. Um, no. I, I mean, flight I mean, is very important in in the grand scheme of things, though. I felt like uh, Rhodey, um, you know, uh, Captain America's buddy. Who what, so not Captain America's um, Iron Man's buddy? Yeah. That's it. Who, you know, who who's in War Machine is much more of a suitable hero than Falcon. Uh, Actually, uh, this this brings up uh, something I've always been a little bit wound up about. So, Iron Man has produced how many suits? Like in in the third film, Iron Man three. Yeah. There was like a fleet of them, an army, an that's armada. Right. Why why doesn't he give a suit to all the human um superheroes? Cuz cuz he felt like that was too much power to hoard. Could you imagine Black Widow in an Iron Man suit? Well, I mean he, <laughs> he gave one to Peter Parker, yeah. you know. He, so, someone that already has powers, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing if you gave uh, gave one to I don't know, like maybe even Stephen Strange, you know, or yeah, you could. It could be quite awesome. Yeah, I could just imagine. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, everyone in an Iron Man suit, but it does then devalue Iron Man himself. I mean, yeah, true. I guess that's. I guess that's the point in, in that sense is why nobody else gets in. But they an Iron Man suit. They did introduce um, Pepper Potts in an Iron Man suit. Uh, yeah, but that, that, she never had powers. So. Well, I mean, technically, Robert. Well, Tony Stark doesn't have powers. He's just a genius. Exactly. That's the point. Point is that the Iron Man suit gave him well, uh, saved the his power life. to yeah. do something. He, yeah. he became Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I'm just saying, if you give a suit to everybody, you're no longer like special. <laughs> well, <laughs> what if, what if Natasha Romanoff had a Black Panther suit? Ooh. Now that's now that would be cool. You're, put, you're putting thoughts in my head, which make me think, "Wow, that's such that a woman. crazy idea." 
<laughs> well, actually, you know, funnily enough, actually, I did think of Catwoman. It would be uh, Catwoman, originally, essentially. But, but I just thought it'd just be basically Black Panther version of Catwoman, uh, which would be weird. But at the same time, it wouldn't ever... She wouldn't ever be like that because she uses those wrist bits and, you know, does a lot of... Um, I forgot what kind of martial arts it is, where she's you know just like throwing them all over the place. I mean, her her skill set relies around deception as well, um, which I'm yes. hoping this Black Widow film will sort of delve into a bit more. Um, you know, she's she was a spy first, more than a superhero fighting aliens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm I, I'm intrigued to see where that goes. But speaking about seeing which way something goes, we should actually probably get on talking about our main subject of tonight. Yeah, so um, everybody get up. It's time to slam down. We got a real jam going down. Welcome to Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a, what a tune. I, I forgot how catchy that tune is, and it plays it for it's about four so minutes um, at the start of the film. So, yes, we are talking about Space Jam. Uh, space Jam, Space Jam. 1996 animation adventure comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, Featuring the Looney Tunes. Yeah, famous uh, Looney Tunes, Bugs Bunny, uh, Wiley Coyote, Roadrunner. Um, so, Yosemite Sam. Tasmanian Devil. Yeah, Daffy Duck. Oh, I thought Daffy Duck was amazing in this, but um, we can get oh, to, yeah. we can get to the characters. Um, and it starred Michael Jordan, Michael Magic uh, Jordan. Yep, not not to be confused with Michael Jackson, because some people I've seen on the internet get for some reason gets confused. Well, they they Michael refer Jordan to him as yeah, MJ is such a, a synonymous to- uh, term for Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, but anyway, yeah. So Michael jo- Jordan, obviously brilliant awesome guy for his time one of the most famous players to ever come out the chicago bulls i think if you were to ask anyone to name a basketball player that's probably the person they'll name he absolutely he is like influential um iconic legendary to be honest I mean, to be honest, that's the only name I would have known from you know, basketball. For if you ask me any question about you know, like who who did you know from you know the NBA, that would be the only person I probably come come with a name up. Well, with. here's a question for you then: Did you know who Larry Bird was? No. So his mate in the film Larry Bird is the basketball pa- uh, player Larry Bird. Oh right. <laughs> yeah, the guy that the guys that were playing golf with. Yeah, with, he, with he's Bill a basketball Murray. player as well, and I think he's like one of the greats. But he just doesn't have that marketing appeal that Michael Jordan had. <laughs> you know, um, in, in the field that I work in, uh, I work in the creative industry. Um, there's a there's a famous advert. Um, that stars Michael Jordan, and it's it's a print for oh, Nike, nice. and it's Michael Jordan One Gravity Zero, and it's it's probably like something I always remember as like the most simplest of like communicating an idea about selling like a product because it was to sell his uh, Michael Jordan Air shoes, which mm-hmm. everyone had when I was growing up. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's just, that's what I mean. He he is synonymous with basketball. He is basketball. Well, ba- yeah, basically. I guess it's the same like with 
with some of the great names you've heard in the past, like Tiger Woods, as you know, associated with golf. Um, his his name's been dragged through mud a bit, though. Oh yeah, I know, but I'm just saying that you know, yeah. at the time, you know, it was like he Turner, was golf. Yeah, you got like Tony Hawks for s skateboarding. You know, just you know, you, you hear these names and you think, you know, David Beckham oh. football. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Exactly. They they become bigger than the sport. Like they are the sport. Um, they, they represent the sport. So what's quite interesting about this film is that it um, it doesn't it's so I read about this that the film um, sort of sets up to investigate the time period where Michael Jordan decided he didn't want to play basketball anymore. <laughs> I know it's like the beginning <laughs> of the film is about you know how Michael Jordan as a kid says oh I'd love to play you know I want to play basketball as a pro and it's like but I really want to do um, uh, baseball baseball uh, yeah and then it like you know they have the flashy intro you know the music and all that music kind of video stuff. for about three minutes yeah exactly and of showing off like NBA and that kind of thing just to start off the film saying, I am retiring from professional uh, basketball. Yeah. And it's like... It was, it was something great. his dad always wanted. Because uh, his dad was a baseball player. I'm not sure if that's like completely um, non-fictional. Like, uh, I don't think it will be. Um, I, I could imagine... I mean, I could imagine it being one of those things like his dad was a baseball player. But I don't know if he if he would have retired from MBA just to do that. I, 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 to be honest, I don't really know about Michael Jordan's personal history. Um, but yeah, it's, it's possible that it was true or false. So. Yeah, and the film is exploring that fictional period where he did retire. So this is a classic yeah. what-if scenario film. Absolutely. Where, well, where I mean, how how what if can you get by yeah. meeting the Looney Tunes? But yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what you're in for. Um, the film actually starts off with the classic War uh, Looney Tunes um, intro card, which anyone that's over thirty will probably remember. Mm -hmm. um, Unfortunately, I can say yes to that. Yeah, and then you know the film starts. He he does his press conference saying yeah it's time I, you know i want to change sport and then it cuts to him playing baseball and he absolutely Actually, stinks well it also <laughs> cuts to him playing playing golf oh that's right with bill murray playing yeah. himself <laughs> oh yeah i know bill murray doesn't, doesn't have to play any kind of character it just plays himself and it's fantastic it was amazing yeah I forgot he was in the film, and I was just so I started I. smiling as soon as he was on screen. Uh, sorry, not to cut forward to like near the end, but I loved the fact that someone said in the audience on uh, in the you know, later on. I didn't realize that Dan Aykroyd made an appearance. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. I do remember this. The the little nudge nudge joke. Yeah, I thought that was just brilliant at the time. Uh, yeah, for for the time that it's just like this kind of like mistaking which Ghostbuster he is it's like oh fantastic <laughs> to, just to continue then um we're so yeah we, we we see them playing golf he explains that he he's given up um basketball they have the press conference 
and then um, he decides he wants to play baseball. Um, and I think it's like for a smaller team. I can't remember what the, the team's name was. No, I can't. Um, but because he's such a superstar, everyone wants him to do good. Um, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, this is what uh, it was like for Usain Bolt when he wanted to move to football as his main sport. Yeah. He's probably really good, Usain Bolt, but, but uh, Michael Jordan as a baseball player was to stank. You know, it's like... It's not like he spent like years and years and years and years practicing baseball. He, he spent years and years and years playing basketball. <laughs> I've got to make sure I say those correctly because <laughs> I keep getting, getting mixed up in my head and then correcting them last second. I'm just like, yes, got it. Anyway, but yeah, he's a professional basketball player, but but has just wanted to get into baseball. And I'm just like, okay. I'm sure every kind of club in the world will be like going, oh, come on, I mean, join me, please. There's so much marketing value. Um, Absolutely. To money. Be had by it, yeah. Money. Um, so, yeah, like he's 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 up at the um, up, up ready for batting. And uh, I think the guy behind him starts telling him like, oh, I'm going to help you out here. I tell you which way the ball's going, whether to swing or, you know. Oh, yeah. Like uh, miss it. Um, Trying to give, he, trying to help him out to knowing which what ball is coming from the uh, from the from picture, the picture. Yeah. exactly. Is it? But it's just the fact that I look, I look at how Michael Jordan is like so. Not this will come across as terrible saying it, but it comes across as stuck up because of the fact it's like I don't need the help. I don't need a helping hand from. But I mean, you know, if yeah. you want to show off your first debut, you go and listen to the advice and then go. Okay, and then afterwards you'll then learn how you found how that guy knew about what was coming. I, yeah, I, I I can see from his character like he he wouldn't be able to do that. You know, no. he has to be he has to be the best himself. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so he he absolutely stinks up the place. But this is to um, ensure that his talent isn't stolen. Yes. I think that's, that's the right. main that's the main reason we see him playing so poorly. So introducing the bad guys of the film, we're, we're suddenly taken to outer space, to a, a different planet somewhere in the some local unnamed universe? some unnamed uh, star system with unnamed planet, um, but the theme park is named um, <laughs> more more on mountain. Moron Mountain, yeah. It's we get... uh, featuring this um, big business-like alien who wants to just make money from his theme park but doesn't give two hoots about his actual customers. Um, he's trying to just make it a fun theme park, but uh, because nothing's new in the theme park, you know, all his customers are like be doing stuff and goes... You're doing the same stuff over and over and going, ah, this this is boring, yeah. it stinks. The, the and dad and the son were, yeah, um, literally were just like, yeah, this place stinks. Even um, though they, from the looks of it, they only just about escaped with their life. <laughs> yeah, like they, they were on a roller coaster, they went crashing for some reason. Yeah. Um, so there's bigger issues with this park than, than the actual entertainment value, um, as any good... Rollercoaster tycoon player will tell you. Um, yeah, 
<laughs> I love that reference. Great reference. <laughs> Entertainment rating. So and, yeah, so he gathers his little minions and discusses in the boardroom how on earth they can actually make the park more appealing. What would make people come back? Make people want to see fresh entertainment. Before, and... before we continue, I, I did wonder if this was a slight dig at Disney. It probably is. I mean, to be honest, they pretty much bought the soul of everything on their warpath. But uh... Uh, so back in back in the nineties, it was almost like Warner Brothers versus Disney for like those cartoons. That's a good point, actually. Mm. Um, I think maybe Warner Brothers had the more uh, recognizable troops of characters uh, absolutely um, disney i think to my knowledge was only mickey mouse and future dave here just to let the audience know from this point onwards that past dave had forgotten all about the wonderful characters that disney have made in the past just to name a few of the, of the major players from disney there is mickey mouse minnie mouse donald duck daisy duck Goofy, Pluto, and others which I have not mentioned previously. And we just want to apologize for our temporal uh, dementia of this part. Well, they had all the kind of um, Walt Disney Duck. films like Little Mermaid and you know, yeah. Dalm Dalmatians and all that kind of thing. But the, none of them really were what I would say something which you'd put like as a, as a recognizable character as part of like their own franchise you yeah know, it's not like you th get simba from lion king and then you just be like if you threw him into some sort of other universe you know he he'd work it just doesn't work like that well i mean like i had watched a film not so long ago that did also star danny devito um that did combine a lot of the cartoon universes I think there was a Mickey Mouse in it in um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, yeah. Um, which did have Looney Tunes characters as well. Mm. I, th I think. Well, I mean, it was there was Donald Duck and Daffy Duck facing off on a piano duel, which is what an amazing scene, by the way. That was. Um, but yeah, so I, I did wonder if there was a slight knock at it. You know, it was some theme park that was... It, it probably was. I, I bet you that there was some sort like of... A, an industry joke. Yeah, nudge, nudge, wink, wink yeah. kind of business there. They're failing and they need to get some sort of big thing to come in, you know, to keep the tickets coming, keep the money coming in. And they go, we need Michael Jordan. No, we don't, actually. But, um... Yeah, but so... They... <laughs> Danny DeVito playing the villain... Um, Schwackhammer, I think his name was. Yeah, Swack, Swackhammer. Schwackhammer. Um, yeah, he he understands marketing. He realizes that it isn't the safety of our rides. It's celebrities we need. Absolutely, it's the big names who people can come and see and laugh about. Which is funny because in in this star system, on this planet, in this theme park, do people know who? Michael Jordan. What the Looney Tunes are? Well, yeah, I guess. Do they know the Looney Tunes? I didn't even realize they were based inside Earth's core. Well, <laughs> where else would they be based? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but was, was he watching? I think he was watching on the TV one episode of Bugs Bunny. Is that right? They have him on all the TVs, all different kind of. All the oh yeah, so they they were stuff. viewing the universe. Yeah, and he was like, right, that's that's who we need. This yes. sassy, smart-ass bunny. Um, well, no, they wanted the whole team. They just wanted everybody. Yeah, you, you won't get a stick at just bugs. Come on, come on now. Bugs, <laughs> was... bugs draws crowds. So, <laughs> well, I mean, I guess you get him. But, yeah, <laughs> but at the same time, I feel like uh, yeah, basically the whole clan, the whole team, the whole Looney Tunes themselves were one big package. Um, yeah, yeah, that was the plan. Was to that they thought well. If we steal the Looney Tunes, we'll we'll have them set up as a whole attraction yeah. as uh, slaves in our theme park. I'm I'm curious what this exhibit would have been like if presumably they were just going to make them hurt themselves over and over because well, that that's is what like, I would have thought. But that's the Looney Tunes power, isn't it? Yeah, I mean that that was the thing, the thing and kind of why they. Are no longer relevant these days. It's because of the fact that it promoted violence. So much violence. <laughs> Sorry. So much violence. It's unbelievable. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the thing. You know, it's like pretty much all the stories of of all the Looney Tune characters is related to violence. I was reading about this um, about Space Jam and what the original Looney Tunes uh, art uh, artists thought about the film. And he said that they didn't really channel the energy of Looney Tunes very well. They didn't. Yeah. They didn't show them being loony enough. And mm. I mean, yeah, I think I think he's right. Well, I, f I felt like a lot of the characters were basically the same as each other. They were just like mentally insane. R rather than being loony, you know, just I know I know it doesn't sound like there's much of a difference, but <laughs> it, it was kind of like with Looney Tunes when you think about like how they act and how, what they do. It's the fact that there's just pure chaos in that sense. Mm -hmm. Whilst, you know, all the characters in the film, apart from like Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, you know, all the the big, bigger names were basically just all, they just weren't really part of the, the Looney Tunes. They were just side characters, if anything. They're just there because they're famous. Yeah, they they're, they're recognizable characters for the for the audience that this film was definitely aimed at. Um, I feel like they probably missed out on a couple of things. I would have loved to have seen Wiley e. Coyote, you know, More. doing traps on the basketball court. That is exactly what I'm meaning. Is that you've got so many identifiable traits with these characters that yeah. they were all lost because they wanted to focus on not them and more Michael Jordan basically yeah um, but we'll, we'll get to the actual game um, a bit later yeah, yeah absolutely so we we have the little miniature aliens come and visit Earth yeah to... the threat the threat is set up the antagonist is set up yeah um, they visit the Earth's core through a golf hole I think, and they enter the Warner Brothers at land, and yep. uh, basically say that they're gonna just take them away. They they meet they meet Bugs Bunny, yeah. First yep. first Looney Tune they meet is Bugs Bunny, who plays. That's probably the best part of his character. That that one scene, he yeah. he, he acts just like Bugs Bunny. Like Absolutely. everyone knows he's Bugs Bunny, but he's taking the piss out of them. Hey, what's up there? Yeah. 
Yeah, what's up, Doc? It's like, uh, hey, do you know what Bugs Bunny looks like? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do a terrible accent, sorry. And he has, he has the... T- <laughs> Big floppy ears and he bounces around. Yeah, I haven't Does seen. Does he him. bounce around like this? No, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm not even going to try. No, anyway. But basically, yeah, um, it's like, does he look like this? Does he bounce around like this? Does he eat carrots and make jokes about people like this? And it's like, yes, yes, yes. Oh, I've never heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> and walks off. I love it. <laughs> but those, those aliens, they they weren't taking no for an answer. Oh no! Absolutely, they zap everything around him, showing a bit of their thread. Um, did you know? Billy West did the voice of Bugs Bunny. Oh, really? I thought I could recognize it, obviously, as a big Future Armor fan. But, like, that makes sense. I, I couldn't mm. quite work it out. And then I seen on the credits afterwards, so like, holy shit, it is Billy West. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, I, I can actually just imagine him doing Bugs Bunny with Fry. I know. Oh, that is the film I want to watch. Yeah, same here. Future Armor meets Space Jam. That would be amazing. You could literally get the Harlem Globetrotters in on the action. Yes. <laughs> Bubble, Bubblegum uh, Tate, is that what his name was? I can't, I can't remember. But um, Back to the film. But yeah. Back to the film. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, that's definitely the kind of uh, crossover I'd like to see. Is this some sort of crossover episode? Oh, I love that. Do, oh, wait, have you watched... Um, Oh, what is it? It's Bojack the Ho- Bojack Horseman. I saw some of it. I wasn't a big fan of it myself. Sorry. Oh, no. Mr. Peanutbar always does that. Wow, is this a crossover episode? It's so funny. I love <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, so they they actually capture all the Looney Tunes and they take them to like a town hall meeting. Well, yeah, they, they gather them up because uh, they don't capture them. They actually just bugs gets them all together to announce what's going to happen. That's right, yep, yep. Uh, and then Bugs comes up with the idea of challenging them to some sort of duel. Yeah, and, and based and, on their appearance. Yeah, I love I love the fact that this is the thing which society is against nowadays, is like stereotyping. It's, yeah. like, it's like, okay, we're looking at these tiny aliens, what are they not good at? Well, they're not tall, they're, they're scrawny, they're, they're not athletic. Oh, they I know. Yeah, yeah. We'll challenge them to basketball. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a good idea on paper, but they didn't count for them having a magic ball. No. <laughs> they didn't count on this uh, like whole uh, loophole shenanigans of being able to steal talent from, uh, from other people to be able to... Yeah, make themselves it's, better. It's very naive of Bugs Bunny to expect an alien civilization who's travelled halfway across the galaxy wouldn't have the technology to steal talent from NBA All-Stars. Yeah, but then again, we're talking about the, the same aliens who are getting bullied by an alien which is taller than them normally, but once they have the talent, yeah, they're like triple the size. Well, it, I mean, it's hard to refuse Danny DeVito. Oh, well, um, that's true. I have to admit. When Danny DeVito asks you to do something, you do something, generally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Danny, <laughs> Danny DeVito has that charm. He does. Um, <laughs> oh, my God, what a career he's had. We oh. should do an, an episode on just him. Oh, that would be amazing. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, they got the magic ball, which, <laughs> you know, allows them to go and basically go up to anyone and steal their talent, which is 
crazy. It's like, you know, what a handy talent, uh, what, sorry, what a handy skill. It's just like, yeah, I'll be just taking that off you. You know, just uh, basically making the players or people who they touch with this magic ball turn into talentless nobodies. Yeah, it's really strange. The way that the power takes literally all their hand-eye coordination. I mean, that said, I, I don't think they acted very well. No. I'm curious to... <laughs> I'm curious to know what their direction was. Yeah, it's like, just act stupid. Ooh, okay. Yeah, like someone threw a ball at him and it just hit him in his hands and he was walking around like all spaced out. Yeah. Like, what just happened? Yeah, I love it how it's like, it stops him from even running. It's like, that's, yeah. that was the weirdest part was the fact that it doesn't take talent to run. You know, it, yeah, it, you know, somebody can literally like run, and yet this guy I mean, was like lagging behind, going, oh, 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 and... yeah. I, I, potentially, there is there is a talent for having you know footwork and dexterity. Yeah. Um, but like it does also show one guy struggling to drink water. Yeah. So I have no hand-eye <laughs> coordination. I'm gonna squirt this in my eye. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I mean, this is this is a powerball. Um, absolutely stole yep. literally the essence of those players. I'd quite like to see what happens if they took that ball and maybe tried different sports and different, like, mate, what happened if you took a gymnast's power? What happens if it took more than one power for themselves? Would they just turn into, like, 80-foot monsters or what? What if um, one of the basketball players was also a really good chef? How would it know which power to take? Yeah, exactly. It could be like an absolutely massive uh, basketball player, but yeah, he could be an absolutely, you know, hundred percent better. Like he might be guy. a maestro in violin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you take his talent, and you're like, wait a minute, why can't I dribble this ball? But for some reason, I can play a golden fiddle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess um, we'll never know. Anyway, unfortunately, I think I guess they're trying to say that basketball players have no other talent apart from playing basketball. Oof. Yeah. Oh my God. But how tall were they? Oh yeah. Well, that was the big reveal. You know, they go back and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna practice on the court." You know, and uh, all the Looney Tunes acting like bullies, like, "Oh yeah, you go ahead, you go ahead and practice. Yeah, have a good try." Uh, absolutely laughing yeah. at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, they 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 then turn into the monsters. Great name, that by the way. Is it, was it Porky Pig that coined uh, the term? I think so. I've, uh, I, I think it might have been that or Daffy. Oh my god! Yeah, I couldn't do this voice. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got enough saliva. No, I know. I know. Uh, you see, this is what I found when I was trying to act like bugs. I was like, this is not going to work. This is definitely not going to work. At really, like, hats off to the voice oh, actors yeah. for the characters. I mean, they're so distinctive uh, and very hard to replicate. So so good. Yeah, and I hope, I really hope that, you know, like, in, in anything upcoming, that, you know, the people who are doing them will do just as good a job. They're really good at basketball now, so um, Looney Tunes are a, a bit scared, but so they need a talisman to help them out. For some reason, Michael Jordan decides... Wait, how do they get in touch with Michael Jordan? Oh, he... they, they go and um, do they saw him. they saw old videos of him playing, presumably, which the aliens didn't see because otherwise they would have taken his talent as well. Yeah, um, and basically they stole him whilst he was playing golf. That's right. He he did a hole in one because they used a Acme magnet magnet yeah. to move the metallic golf ball. <laughs> 
Yeah, because all golf balls are metallic, obviously. Yeah, um, he got a hole in one. Everyone's loving it. And there's a great scene where they all go and, you know, he's about to, like, um, pick his ball out for the for the camera. And the guy from Jurassic Park, Wayne Knight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's been his assistant the whole film. He is like, wait, what just happened? Yeah, I, just, I actually loved the fact that all three of them were watching what happened. And they were just, like, all standing there, like... Is this normal? They, they thought it Is was this? the camera, didn't they? And they start having a go at him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Bill Murray's like, don't pull me out at me. And throws, <laughs> yeah. it, like throws his, it away. His camera was the issue there. I thought that was brilliant. Do you know something? I reckon that scene was probably impromptu. Uh, it wasn't. I think it was. It probably wasn't planned. Um, yeah, it's it's great. So um, they, they capture um, Michael Jordan. They brief him on what their issue is. Uh-huh. He's like... Uh, well, I guess I guess I can help you, but I need my kit. He also scopes out the <clears throat> talent of the Looney Tunes, and there's literally like dead zero talent for it. Oh, that's you know, right. Yeah. Like, most of them can't even do a sit up. You know, just. Uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, there's, a, there's a little bit of a montage. Yeah. Let's see see what you're made of. And then you get introduced to this random Looney Tune who's never being featured in anything else apart from Space Jam. Is that really, really where she first made an appearance? Yep. Huh. So it was. Yeah. Because um, uh, he was trying to sh uh, find out who had the talent to play in the game. And she comes along and, uh, yeah, Lola Bunny. And um, she basically brashes bugs with uh, with her skill and, and walks out. But then uh, I don't think she ever heard of Michael Jordan because then after he got his kit from from Earth uh, or from the surface, it was just like, oh, you know, this guy's good. Oh, this guy's good. As if she doesn't know who Michael Jordan is. Yeah, that's right. I mean, well, she, she hasn't been watching cable TV. To be honest, he probably didn't whatever. exist until like two seconds before that scene, so... According to Wikipedia, she is a tough-talking, no-nonsense woman who is extremely independent and self-reliant. Absolutely. Um, she's, she's both highly athletic and extremely seductive in her behaviour, with a catchphrase, don't ever call me doll. Yep, which is what everyone calls every girl these days. <laughs> everyone calls... Back in the back in the 90s, yeah. <laughs> what, what you doing, doll face? It's like, what? It's like, who on earth actually says that? So, yeah, I guess this is a good point to sort of talk about it. Um, there is a sequel coming oh, out. Yes, that is correct. Which is kind of what spurred us to talk, talk about Space Jam in the first place. Yes, there is another... There's a sequel in the making. Yeah, um, it's supposed to be coming out this year. Um, apparently in July, but we'll see if that still holds up. Space Jam, A New Legacy. That's right. So, I mean, a lot of people are probably excited for it, but a lot of Reddit um, <laughs> generally seems to be quite angry. Well, I mean, it is kind of like how much of the barrel is left. <laughs> it, that's the question. You know, if you're scraping the bottom of that barrel so hard, that is there even a barrel left? Uh, yeah, but so I'm not angry about it myself, and I'm not. By the way, I'm not a redditor either. So, um, but yeah. at the same time, I, you know, it was like the sequel that no one asked for. Yeah, we've been having a few of them recently. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's, there's sort of this was the the major story that sort of came out um, 
last week or mm-hmm. two. Basically, there's been a couple of teasers of like the concept art of what we can expect from the new film. I mean, it looks amazing. The sort of yeah, some some of the uh, graphics and the kind of feel to it looks really interesting and cool. Yeah, I, it could be that the modern day, um, you know, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, just blending of those two technologies. Yeah, true. Very true. They've, they've retained a lot of the original sort of Looney Tunes style, um, the Bugs Bunny concept art I've had a look mm. at. He, he looks great. They've got a sort of a cell shaded thing going on. Um, it's kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, so Lola Bunny, um, from the first film, she was... Meant to be I seductive mean, in some manner. Yeah. That she was meant to be the heartthrob for, uh, for Bugs. Um, for some reason, they needed it. I don't know why, but I guess... They wanted to make it so that there wasn't just the game on the stakes and they wanted something involved as well. Yeah, basically, she's a bit like a femme fatale. And I do wonder if that's probably where the doll comes from. It's that 1940s type sort of character. Well, I mean, I guess that's the thing with Looney Tunes. It is based on 40s. Yeah, it's it's that kind of era. So I guess doll really does suit the... It's appropriate. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I'd read this story after we decided to rewatch yes. this. Um, and I was very aware that whenever she's on screen, they do make her walk around, like, chest sort of up. And in particular, I did notice this, which was kind of weird. I don't know how I noticed it. But every time she went to dunk the ball, she sort of did the splits in the air. So, like, her butt was pushed out. Right. I think... They, they must, the, the artist probably spent a lot of time making her very sexualized. I did not notice any of that myself, but <laughs> then again, I, but yeah, I, I, but I do know that she was yeah. um, very, very, very sexualized. Yes, absolutely. But I, I say, it's just funny, it's, it's more, for me, it was more the fact that it was the way she walks into any kind of thing, it was like that Foot, you know, first foot forward kind of motion. Catwalk yeah. walking, wasn't That's right. it? Yeah. And, you, you know, you also had the kind of blowing the hair away, even though it's her ears. Yeah, her, her ears were dangling over her face and she'd blow it from the side <laughs> of her mouth, like up and over. Um, uh, which was just weird, you know. But, um, yeah, but I know what point you're getting at because um, basically in the sequel film they've basically tried to get rid of all of that because they wanted to try and promote a a not an over sexualized bunny they wanted to now try and promote a more sporty and athletic and independent woman kind of look to Lola Bunny which in some ways I to me it makes zero difference it's like, as long as I recognize it's Lola, then that's fine. But yeah, the internet's gone a bit mad with it, with this. Yeah, there seems, there seems to be some, well, I'd say there's probably two schools of thoughts. One is, oh my God, we live in such a snowflake society. They, that seems to be the, the biggest complaint. I don't understand why they're angry that they're creating or adapting the character to be more modern and not relying on her sexuality. Which is strange because I think in the film, um, Space Jam, she she wasn't 
that wasn't like why she was good. She was genuinely good at basketball. Yeah. She was the best on the team. Uh, yeah, exactly. And and that's the thing. You know, the, 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 the funny thing is that they didn't need to even do that in the first film. They, <laughs> yeah, all she needed yeah. to be was good. You know, um, but yeah, as I say, it was just so funny that they had to put, you know, like do that in even in the first place. But yeah, I say there's another argument from the other side which says why change things now when you've already established in the character. Yeah, exactly. And but then again, I mean, if you look at like the difference of some of the the characters from back in the nineteen. 19- yeah, whatever. The 60s, 60s yeah. 70s. That they've probably had a massive change as well, you know, compared to you know, compared to what they used to be. So, you know, it's not going to be... It's not. This is not the first time a character's been changed or modified or adapted to the modern world. Uh, but, yeah, the, the, this is what... One of, the, like, the hot topics being talked about. Also, another hot topic... Which was also talked about in the new f- about the new film was Pepe about the skunk himself. Pepe Le Pew. Yeah, um, I, I I'm probably more tolerant to the fact that they had to adapt him. Maybe because it's a little bit more like a racial slur. He is based on a character. I mean, that spoke almost exactly like that. It, it, it was it was kind of the. Um, the stereotypical French yeah, character. I mean, whenever whenever a Brit does an accent or an impression of a French person, it's usually Pepe Le Pew. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's and that's the joke um, behind it in the, in the past. But that that's what the whole controversy is about nowadays. Is the fact that is Pepe Le Pew really the sort of character you want to be promoting in this modern day and era? Um, you know, someone who is basically stereotypically French and um, a sexual harasser. Yeah. <laughs> I, I laugh. At, I actually laugh at the, myself saying that because it's like it's a cartoon character, right? Yeah. So you, you can't really take. You shouldn't take anything seriously with it. With it, but that's not the point. <laughs> that that character's probably raised um, a generation where. It's quite acceptable to go up to a girl, hold her arm, and kiss her arm all the way up towards her neck. Mm, true. But I, I think that also some people might, might see it and go, well, I'm not French, and so I'm not going to be doing that kind of lucrative kind of thing. That's, that's probably not even what the French do. Um, <laughs> and so uh, I say it was very, like, not stereotypical, but kind of... Um, painting a, a bad picture yeah, of the French. Um, I, I feel like at least that as a, you know, something that they wanted to sort of revisit and maybe there wasn't space for it in yeah. the film. Well, I mean, if people haven't heard what the news is, is basically Pepe Le Pew has actually been cut Yeah, there was the there film. was supposedly a couple of scenes that they've just removed now. Not sort of joking, but actually touching on the character himself being inappropriate for this day and era. And... To be honest, I'm glad they just removed him in that sense because he would have just been like a, just out of place and sort of tarnish what they have 
you know, every, everything which has happened is in the past, it's legacy, it's, it's of its era. And, and so just taking the mick out of characters for what, you know, how they've been given life is a bit like, well, you might as well just do what they did, which is retire him. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I, and I think it was basically the right choice. It's just, it's just not a suitable character anymore. Not, not by today's standards. Yeah. I think it, it doesn't, there isn't anything to be gained from like having his character in it either. No. If you're thinking uh, of Space Jam as a film. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. If you what if you just going back to Space Jam, the original, that he did feature, you know, you have Pepe Le Pew feature once in the film. Yeah, he uh, had one that, line, I think. Yeah, yeah, and that was just him slam dunking near the end. And um, and that was it. You literally had like, literally like two seconds of fame. And that was it. But there was no controversy and he was still featured and he was like still had his like moment of showing he was still part of the Looney Tunes. But yeah, now it's completely like, well, I'm guessing that they're actually probably trying to give the Looney Tunes their kind of own limelight in this new yeah. one. And I feel like probably the best thing they did was just not have him in. So unfortunate, but still that's that's the case yeah there's there's been quite a lot of interesting sort of conversations online about this i think there was a story i read um when i was looking into this and the whole lola bunny sort of redesign which we didn't really touch on so they've, they've made her much more sporty looking she's wearing appropriate attire she's not wearing like a mini skirt yeah. she's wearing sports shorts She's wearing undershorts. Yeah, she's been touched down in, in the terms of physique as well. But yeah, she's yeah. Given, given a much more, I'd say, sporty, like athletic build. She 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 looks like a a male, like oh, no. She doesn't. She doesn't look like a cliche female drawn character. So she's not hourglass shaped. Yeah, uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> it's very difficult to describe it, but you see it in all old cartoons. Like, yeah, I mean, exactly. Jessica Rabbit is the absolute pinnacle of that art. Absolutely, style. yeah, that's right. And yeah, I, I, I know what you're trying to say. It's basically that stereotypical kind of ma main female lead at that time was hourglass kind of shaped and yeah, um, designed to be uh, that kind of way but now they've redesigned her to be much more or in line of what her profession is which is you know athletic yeah she's one of the team she isn't the girl on the team now yeah she ain't the doll of the, the team. doll yeah um but yeah so i mean like what i was i, I sort of seen when i was looking into uh, looking into this is that apparently they're also going to be changing uh, mr potato head so that they're going to drop mr from his name is that's from toy yeah, story um different film but yeah just... <laughs> i have to admit that's it got me off guard then it was like oh right because he he as a character is non-gender specific I technically see. so he doesn't need the mr even though you have a mrs um, potato head yeah i mean the voices obviously are, are the main difference but you could change around the piece ah the i see so is there a need for having mr or mrs anymore interesting yeah i mean i mean I, I don't see there being too much of an issue with people wanting to like drop that it is a toy but it is kind of interesting just seeing the sort of commentary that surrounds most of these like updated things. You know, they 
I, I see it quite a lot to cancel culture in open mm. quotes where people are, are saying like, oh, why, why do we have to change something? And it's like, well, if we aren't changing it, then, you know, we're always going to be stuck in that same mind True. frame. Um, I, I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. There's always that room for the new, and I don't mind. I don't mind that whatsoever. But I feel like when it comes to films, it's not like there's like an extensive universe of Space Jam or anything related to Space Jam. Just going back to the, the relevance yeah. of what we're talking about. Yeah. So like when I was just saying, like Lola Bunny hasn't hasn't ever existed before that that appearance in the film. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, she hasn't been introduced in any other kind of thing. She did, I think there was some sort of small animated things afterwards regard with her in, but only like, you know, like a, maybe a, a occasional like spin-off episode kind of thing regarding Space Jam. But, but yeah, she isn't, she isn't like a fully fleshed character like all the other characters in the film. And, um... It's kind of this thing of like, you know, you, you, she's only been in people's public eye for about up to two hours maximum of footage. And yeah. yet they want to change the character already. And that's the, that's the point, is the fact that they create a character and then they're immediately going, you know, we'll, now we'll do the sequel with changing this person. Maybe not personality-wise, but just like as an identifiable character. Yes, maybe there's a question there. Like, if you think back to Space Jam, the film, how do you remember Lola? Was it was it because of the way she looked, or was it because of the the, the way she played? And uh, yeah, the, her sporting prowess. Well, yeah. I say, and that's the thing. And I'm sure lots of people would be torn to to. Uh, the side of the way she looks, probably, um, yeah. and that's a, and that's the thing. And yeah, for the for the people who watched it in that day and era, you know, it, it might be that kind of thing which got them interested into this, into Space Jam uh, as a film. I, who knows? Horny teens. I, I won't go say <laughs> that, but uh, yeah. Um, um. We, we touched upon this in one of, uh, maybe even the first episode about uh, how art, and I think film should be part of art and, you know, should it, should it be uh, subjugated to the same type of, you know, laws and rules in terms of, like the character, her, her strength was the fact that she was good at basketball. It yeah, wasn't because exactly. she was sexy, but it was, I don't think appropriate is the right word, but it, it felt like... It wasn't a huge deal back no. then. Obviously, there seems to be a bit of a, a hoo-ha about the character update now, because if you look back now, it does seem a bit. Well, I mean, this is this is probably thirty-five plus people, thirty-five-year-old uh, plus people looking back, thinking, "Wait, I used to think that bunny was attractive." Uh, is that like? The way to remember I that don't film. Know, I don't know about that, but uh, I, I was just <laughs> going to say, I, I, it came, yeah, Space Jam came out in 1999. Yeah, well, I guess, yeah, actually, you're probably right, actually, just thinking about it. It's like, I was just thinking yeah. about the time scale, I'm just like, yeah, probably would be like 35 plus, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's a awkward one. And... And that's what I mean, like, I, I think most of the sort of debate online that you're sort of reading is the people that are saying, like, does it need to be changed are probably in yep. that category. Exactly. And the, the people that do want it to be changed, um, you know, 
I'm just generalizing here, but I assume they're probably the younger audience that think that isn't appropriate exactly. anymore. Uh, well, and that's that's the interesting hot topic about it. So, uh, okay, we've we've been introduced to all the characters. They've got Michael Jordan. He basically tells them that uh, they need to, you know, get into the team mentality, mm -hmm. but he can't join them. Well, he can't do it until he gets his kit. So there's a scene where they sort of subterfuge their way into his house um, under the darkness of night and they nick his his gym shorts, his trainers. Yeah. But obviously not that stealthily, waking up the kids. They wake up all, all the, the kids. kids. And the dog. And the dog, who's, who was massive, by yeah. the way. I, I don't, don't know, know how where they got that scale Yeah, from. that's what I was trying to figure out. I was just trying to figure out that the dog, like at the very beginning, well, was enough to be like, knock Michael Jordan down, but he um, wasn't that big when he was like laying over him, licking his face. And yet, he seen the dog yeah. seemed to be bigger than the kids in the at the point when they were breaking in. It was weird. Yeah, it was yeah, massive. It was like double the size of what it was originally. It's like what? Yeah, like when they open the door, he's almost as big as the door. Yeah, like, well, yeah, width. Daffy Duck opens the door, and it's just like <laughs> the the face of the dog is like basically the whole frame. Yeah. And I'm just like what? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So the kids, the kids save the day. They they help um, the Looney Tunes get the rest of the kit. Because obviously the kids can trust the Looney Tunes. <laughs> they know what they're not. Yeah, they're, they're being. Oh, actually, um, just to go back, there's there's an amazing scene earlier on in the film where the kids are watching Looney yeah. Tunes, and it's as if they were watching them live. So yeah, yeah. When it, whenever we've been watching cartoons. It's been them just doing it in their Warner Brothers Looney Tunes yeah. world. It, it, that, that basically, they're just projecting everything they do out onto the TVs of the world. Live streaming, yeah. And and the kids are watching it. And I think um, there's Wiley Coyote chasing like, he walks yeah, off. So they had uh, Wiley Coyote chasing Roadrunner. And um, he gets tricked into doing something, but in, just before yeah. the whole punchline comes about, Porky Pig appears on the scene. He comes in, yeah, and he tells them that they're having a meeting. That's right. And so they all walk off yeah. screen, uh, at which point the, the screen is empty, just with nothing to show, and all the kids are like... I, I thought, that's such a cool idea, and... I'd love to have seen like the reaction like from the other episodes that other people yeah, were watching. Yeah, I think I think they should have delved more into that. I like I liked that kind of next like, level. Looney Tunes is a live streaming. This is just what they do in their spare yeah. time, and we just happen to be watching yeah. it. They were they were yeah, basically kind of... the original Twitch streamers or the basic the original YouTube uh, streamers before <laughs> anyone else yeah. was a thing. They they were the original streamers you know just live streaming I, I thought it was it was fascinating and i forgot that that happened yeah it's brilliant absolutely brilliant yeah um so yeah they they help the kids the kids help the characters they go back michael jordan has his dressing up scene and he walks out super proud mm -hmm. he's back in his nba yep. gear because yeah he no longer plays baseball he's a basketball player again well, he's, he hasn't given up baseball, but he's, he's uh, just for this time being, he's he's coming back to his original role as 
king basketball yeah. player. You guys all know me as the basketball player. Here's the money yeah. shot. This is me in basketball clothes. How to sell um, more merch. Don't forget to buy yeah. the merch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then it sort of starts the third arc of the film. Yeah. Um, Which is uh, the ma the match. The big match, yeah. Everyone is invited. I don't know where this uh, stadium was because, like, when they pan out, it looks like it was actually on the surface of Earth and not in Looney Town. I can't remember, honestly. To be honest, I think it must have, must have just been in Looney Town because they had literally every single Looney Tune there. Yeah. There were some great cameos in the background. Yes. I, I, I wanted to spend more time looking at that, but I, I ended up not doing so just because I felt that there's just so many cameos that there's I could, I could drive me mad trying to see them all yeah um that one one of them I did notice was that um big hairy thing that has two feet oh yes I was trying to I was talking to Allah about this I couldn't work out if that was the alter ego of um Tweety Pie Tweety Bird oh um you know when yes, he drinks I remember the potion that. and yeah. becomes like a hide? That's right. Yes, I remember yeah. that. Uh, it possibly was, but the, I guess they might have separated the two characters. In in that universe, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I I remember that. And you're probably right. But it's good memory. I have to admit, I I'd forgotten about that. But now you mention it, it's like, oh yeah. Yeah. I don't think I saw Speedy Gonzalez, although I thought he would have been a great asset on the team. It would have been too easy. Too easy. Could you imagine in the sequel if they do the Quicksilver scene with oh, Speedy Gonzalez? That would be amazing. I mean, but to be honest, looking at the cast for Space Jam 2, you know, A New Legacy, the, the third person down is actually speed, someone doing Speedy Gonzalez. So he's yeah. in it. So... I, it might actually happen. Yeah, yeah, this might actually... You might have just called it even before it's shown. <laughs> okay, well, um, the date is 29th of March 2021. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I am calling it a Quicksilver-type scene in the Space Jam Legacy sequel. Uh, and if I don't do it now, I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> I'll be disappointed if we don't see that, yeah. Because that, that would... Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't he, they? I, I can actually see what's going to happen. He's going to be darting around between the legs of the Monstars and he'll stop and wink at the camera before doing a slam dunk, yeah. calling it. I think that's, uh, that is that is pretty much going to be spot on, I, I reckon. But that, that's brilliant. I love it. So, so yeah, uh, anyway, but yeah, it's just unfortunately he isn't in this one. They've, no, they've left him out of this one. Um, and but their lineup on the bench is quite abysmal. Anyway, I would say they've got Grandma uh, or Granny or whatever you want to call her. Famously from the Tweety cartoon, yeah. That's right. Knitting on the sidelines as one of the bench players, Stan, the um, who is played by Wayne. Um, oh. Jurassic Park, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he um yeah he he somehow makes his way down and joins in. Uh, yeah, he way nights. That's it. Way nights. He just shows up somehow. Um, did yeah. He, he spent all evening digging that golf hole, and yeah. I guess he just fell in. Yeah. Well, no, he watched Bugs and Daff go back in after getting. Oh, that's right. This the second time. Yeah. 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 And uh, just. I don't know how he just followed them, but anyway, shenanigans, you know. Um, and then who yeah. else we got on the bench? Duffy Duck. I thought 
he probably was on the main lineup. But so you, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, he was, he was, because yeah. he, he had the, that introduction, which was brilliant. You, you know, every time they introduce Daffy Duck uh, to something, it's like no one applauds, and it's just like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just yeah. love that as a as a running gag for Daffy Ducks. You know, just so funny. Anyway, but yeah, you had um, I forgot his name, the big hen. Foghorn Leghorn. That's the one. Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah. Yosemite Sam? Was he on the bench? Or yeah. Was he playing? I, I think so. I think you had yeah. him and Elmer Fudd. Elmer F Yeah, someone had a gun because they used it for one of the the points they got. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they, they didn't make use of their powers, but I mean... Oh, no. And that, yeah, it's like they're, they're Looney Tunes and they can pretty much do anything. Yeah, like they're that just was... telling him. Telling, that's how it like ends on on the game. Is the fact yeah, that they like, they they keep setting that up, don't they? Yeah, it's like oh yeah, you, you're in this universe uh, or this place. You can do these kind of cartoony things. It's like oh, thanks for telling me now. <laughs> yeah, when we're two points down and it's yeah, three yeah. seconds to go. But that was good to know. Yeah. Yeah, but you had like such a, a weird um, lineup. But one one of the ones which really got me was the fact that so they had Tweety Bird on the bench and, and Sylvester, obviously. Uh, but yeah, and so that that was never going to work. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, like, so he, he could have played that alter character. Like, you know, when he gets mad. Yeah, exactly. Does someone call him, does someone call him chicken or something? I, I don't. I, do you know something? Uh, that's way too long something, ago in my book. Something body. triggers him, but anyway, he goes nuts and he goes full-on karate kid on them. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Beats them all up, but they only get two points because they they didn't um, shoot it from the three-point line. They went for the slam dunk. The, the points were so irrelevant. Yeah, and, and that, that's, a, that's the thing. That was the whole point. I guess that was the whole point. It was like the Monsters got up to 66 points, but in... Uh, when they were showing it uh, at the beginning, basically so, saying like, "There's too many points." You know, who's counting anymore? The, the, the scoreboard even like says, "Yeah, like, oh, it's pretty one-sided." Yeah, exactly. And, and but they but they just go, "All right, it's going to stop at 66 then." Okay. I wonder if they wanted to stop it at 69, given oh, everything that had been happening in the film. That would have been uh, quite funny. Quite and funny. Maybe they edited it in post and change that six upside down it might have happened it's uh the second half i, I don't know how basketball works but anyway it's it's like the the last sort of quarter dominated by monsters uh in the first half which was obviously going to happen because they're like 10 foot aliens which basically can step over them and jump over half the court the the field <laughs> or whatever you want to call it um, the basketball court, court. Yeah, that's yeah. it, the court, to get to the thing. You know, they, they don't even have to jump, they just, I know. just slam it in. They, most of them, they just jumped like from wherever they were and got a slam yeah. dunk, it was fine. To be honest, it was just um, showing off. But yeah, so um, yeah, they got they were. They were showboating. Yeah, <laughs> the showboating. <laughs> um, they, they made it to halfway time. Um, Michael Jordan's like, you know, we're still in this, even though they had like two points. Um, and then, which character is, Bugs. is it? Is it? Oh, it's Bugs Bunny, of course. Yeah, it was. The, the, the craftiest of all the Looney Tunes. Yep. He 
It's like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give these guys some LSD. They, they, he got some tap water and um, and labeled it as like Michael Jordan's special juice secret. Or, or, or secret special juice or, or secret, secret juice. juice, yeah, something like that. Yeah. And he goes, "Hey, Michael." Why are you holding back on those? And that kind yeah. of thing. Oh, fucking thing. Why did I try and do the accent again? Oh, God. All right. But, um... Wait, was that supposed to be Bugs Bunny? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and uh, all the Looney Tunes, like, getting pumped because of the fact that it's like, oh, you know, this is how Michael Jordan became so awesome. It's because of this yeah. special juice. You know, it's like, okay. So, some of them get really ripped. It's so strange. Yeah. I, I like the idea, though, that there is, it's not really about um, what you're drinking or whatever yeah. it was. It was about the self-confidence. Absolutely. It's um, about your, your belief and your and your belief of yourself and um, yeah. and the confidence to just be able to win. It's a trick they pulled in one of my favourite um, Futurama episodes as well, funnily <laughs> enough. Another crossover. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they all get some belief. Bugs Bunny, I love it when it switches the camera around to behind him. Yeah. And you see him pushing a muscle up with his finger. Yeah. <laughs> that's so that's so in character i love it yep yep but yeah it seems to work it seems to do the trick yeah that, that, like... they they about they they pull back for the second half um everything's going close. well but then the monsters start to get a bit wise to it and they're like oh, hang on why are we playing by the rules yeah we're we're bigger than them let's let's cheat so they take out about three or four of the players and basically they have to use everyone on the bench yeah, um, they keep on just smashing them to the ground, literally. Just, just absolutely destroying yeah. them. And then they're, they're short one player. And Even after like, getting Stan off the bench, you know. These... Yeah, Stan came in, he he took one for the team, got absolutely flattened. Yeah, li literally. <laughs> I mean... Uh, like, like a pancake. Yeah, and somehow managed to still score from that. But anyway, we won't even go into that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was a, he was a rubbish character. Yeah. But he had He had his part. Uh, all hope is lost, and you think, oh no, they're going to have to forfeit the game. And then the man, the legend. The legend. <laughs> yeah. the, the big. The big BM. Yeah. The, the man himself, Bill Murray, walks in. Bill Murray. Going. He strides in. Yeah. And it, it's like he, he walks in like it's his second home, and it turns out that, <laughs> that basically. There was nothing. He's been there before. Was weird, like that put him off. Like, oh, I just happened to be in a stadium full of cartoon. Well, characters. no, he, he said that he literally said that he'd been there before. He'd like been yeah. invited before by I think it was like um, uh, by one of the characters. I can't remember which one, but I just found that funny because you know, out of all the people who could be classed as a Looney Tune, I would say Bill Murray is close to one. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, so he didn't need directions. He just strolls right onto the court. Exactly. He's already fully geared up as well. Yeah. So he's probably been there like 10 minutes just watching the game. Yeah, just standing ready. on the sidelines. This is my time to shine. Yeah, waiting for that crucial moment where they're one sub short. And it's nice because at the start of the film when they're playing golf, he's he was talking to Larry Bird and Michael Jordan saying, you know what, I'd love to play basketball. I'm not bad. And I think he... he plays the winning uh, the the winning assist to Michael Jordan. That's right. The monsters came to attack. Um, they snatch the ball. They get fouled. So they get they get to restart the attack. And there's three seconds on the timer. Yeah. They they do a play. So 
Bill Murray is like, oh, give it to me. I'll, I'll pull some people away. They do that. He throws it back to Michael Jordan, who goes for the dunk from the halfway line, yeah. son. <laughs> I know. And he realizes uh, he, well, he, he's just been told by Bugs Bunny, well, we're in the Looney Tunes world. Anything is possible. Yeah. So everything's flexible and stretchy. It's like, well, you just saw your yeah. buddy, Stan, just get flattened into a pancake. Of course it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So he know he knows what's 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 happening, but he still goes for the dunk from halfway anyway. Yep. He, he pulls the classic Michael Jordan pose that you see on all the t-shirts and trainers. Uh -huh. um, you know he looks like a star in the air with the ball in his hand, and then all the monsters are like, "Oh no, shit, we're gonna lose!" Yep. So they all pile on, dragging him down. Yep. Um, he's still, I'd say, twenty foot, twenty feet away from the from the hoop yeah he's still miles <laughs> away basically he's still miles away and he's like oh right this is it he starts to stretch his arm and because it was 1999 when this film came out is that right yeah the the graphics it looks like someone if if, if any of you listening know how to use photoshop it looked like they duplicated a patch of his skin and then stretched it <laughs> stretch armstrong yeah, so you can see the pixels being stretched across the screen. It is ugly as sin. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, but you know, it, it did the it trick. Works. He gets the dunk somehow in three seconds. Yep. Yeah. And uh, um, they win. The crowd goes wild. Yep. Um, and the Lunatones are no longer uh, being forced to do slavery. So they don't need to be slaves anymore. The monsters, considering everything that had been going up to prior the win, were pretty like badass and like, oh, we don't give a shit. We're the monsters. Mm -hmm. But as soon as they lose, they sort of lose their sort of swagger. Yeah. And they're like, oh, um, you know, we just wanted to play a game with you guys. So Bugs Bunny and the crew go really soft on them. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, they've been threatening to like hurt them and to take them as slaves. Yeah. And um, and suddenly it's like, can I be part of the Looney Tunes? It's like, yeah. It's like what? It's like, are you gonna say yeah. yes? It's like, it's like weird. It's like suddenly they're, the they're bad not is, bad. Yeah, they just have a bad boss. <laughs> exactly. That's what they're pinning on, basically. Yeah. That, that basically it was it was all his fault all Danny DeVito's fault yeah Danny DeVito's character um snack hammer swack hammer yeah swack hammer he he comes on and starts having to go at them and then I think is it Jordan or Bugs Bunny casually reminds uh, them oh it, you guys yeah. yeah you're not so small anymore are you you know yeah and yeah they realize okay we, we are bigger they turn him into a ball yeah <laughs> They, I think they play with him for a little bit, bounce him, and then they launch him into space. Basically. Yeah, they just send him flying out, out into <laughs> orbit. They yeet him. Yeet? Yeah. They yeet him into the into the atmosphere, um, never to be seen again. Yep. Um, presumably until the sequel, so we shall see. Well, that, that might be the case. Who knows? Ooh. Who knows? Ooh. Yeah, um, and I mean that's pretty much. And that's that's pretty much. Yeah, the film. that's pretty much it. He uh, Michael goes back to baseball, um, and uh, yeah, and that's it really. He, he he reignites his career as a basketball player, and it, then it gives us a freeze frame, uh, freeze frame, of him in a basketball game. Uh, and um, uh, they also have a yeah him doing baseball again as well. So yeah, and then we hear the theme song, which. 
Uh, it's, it got played a couple of times in the film, but now we get the full rendition. Well, no, you get the I believe I can fly. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it wasn't. The, the, it wasn't the space. Fly like an eagle. That oh, that, that was good as well. I like, love that song. That that was that was the sort of his his tune all the way through mm. the film. But yeah, you're right. They get the um, yeah, R. Kelly. I believe I can fly. Yeah. Um, and that that brings the credits. Yep. Um, and you know, something it was very nostalgic to rewatch this recently. You know, I mean, it was a nice, nice thing to watch. It was only like an hour and a half, I think. But how would you rate this film? Yeah. Um, so I, I read an interesting review um, about this. Um, I'm not sure what the guy's name was, but he said Space Jam is a happy marriage of good ideas. Mm. It's three films for the price of one giving us the comic treatment of the career adventures of Michael Jordan, crossed with a Looney Tunes cartoon, and some showbiz warfare. I mean, nail on the head, that's exactly what we just watched. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, it was more of a... I felt like it was more of a self-promotion of all, like so many different franchises, just to remind people that, you know, that there's all this stuff which you've forgotten about and it's still relevant so like looney tunes michael jordan mba you know these kind of things just reminding people oh yeah we're still here yeah um i i think it was because they could there was a lot of marketing in the film mm. um it, but you know at the end of the day it was pretty fun um, it's a fun film what would i have rated it uh oh i actually didn't rate it on letterboxd <laughs> um what? I know. I'm, I'm usually really anal about that, but <laughs> okay. I, you know what? I'm going for two and a half. I've, I would say exactly the same. I think two and yeah. a half stars is about sufficient because it gives you that. If you've seen it before, it gives you that level of nostalgia. If you haven't mm -hmm. seen it before, it's it's a fun film. It I don't it isn't. I don't think it's got any moments really which really says about its date apart from the fact that it's you know that basketball was relevant at the time <laughs> um yeah but i would say that you know it, you know, it gives you a peek a little peek into the past but it, didn't, it doesn't feel irrelevant either and uh it, it sits very comfortable in that sport feel-good feel yes and it's it's an e easy watch it's a casual watch it's uh, a fun a bit of, uh, of time to what uh, see the looney tunes back in action and it's definitely rewatchable uh obviously not often but just uh rewatchable i would say but not uh, i would say the content of the film and the you know like the cinematography of it and just the whole kind of story of the film was just n not up to par uh, and so I, I have to say, giving like the combination of a few negatives and then and a few positives, you know, putting it together gives me a good equal two point five. Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely on the money. Um, it's not a bad film. I think a lot of people will enjoy watching it. I, some of the best bits are when the Looney Tunes are on screen. Um, maybe just wish there was a bit more of that, and hopefully the sequel will deliver. You know, we get we get to do this all over again in some ways. We can talk about Space Jam again and refer to it when we watch the Space sequel. Space Jam Two Electric Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah. 
We, we, we shall see. Yeah, yeah. But um, by the way, just for those who not know, don't know anything about Space Jam 2, a new legacy, uh, it's basically got um, LeBron, I think it is. LeBron James, yeah, yes. As the, the main character this time around. So no Michael Jordan at, at the moment. He might, he might probably make a guest appearance. Who knows? But I, I, I'm certain there'll be a camera. I really there. hope there is. I really hope there is. But at the moment, it's not announced if he is. At the moment, yeah. Basically, all we know is that you've got LeBron and the Looney Tunes, and it's something to do with cyberspace. We'll see how that goes. Anyway. Yes. Right, so I guess that about does it. Um, yeah. So, well, I mean, good news for us is that um, the Justice League Snyder Cut film um, has just made its way to HBO. All four hours of it. Four hours. Um, yeah, so that's probably going to be a two-sitting watch. Yep. <laughs> um, or alternatively, we've got the new King Kong film that comes out literally in the next three days. It's Godzilla versus King Kong or Kong. I think yeah. it's Godzilla versus Kong is the t actual somewhere, title. Somewhere right now, um, our good friend Matthew will be turning in his grave. What? <laughs> for, that ex for that expression. Um, you mean, yeah, he'll, he'll be having his ears burning. His, his ears will be burning, yeah. yes. I was just going to uh, say, I, hopefully not turning his grave because I, I, <laughs> it'd be a bit weird if he was in a grave right now. Um, I think someone should call the police. <laughs> anyway, no, so, don't yeah, actually, um, please. Yeah. Um, but yeah. We could potentially... We could bring we could bring that on and uh, maybe even bring in a guest uh, guest host for the episode. Yeah, and it'll it'll be good to um, have another person talking with us on the sh on this podcast uh, and for them to join us on our escapades. But yeah, so that that'll happen one or the other for the next episode. We don't know which yet. <laughs> Flip a coin. Who knows? We'll see. Um, but I need to just to stop you right there for a second. Um, I'm just getting interrupted. Uh, seems to be a little guy coming towards me. Oh, hi. Um, huh? hello. Uh, oh, you're giving me something. What? Um, oh, what's going think, on? Uh, yeah, this little guy's just giving me a ball. Or some sort. Oh, it's a basketball. Oh, wait a second. Uh, oh, uh, Dave? 